Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tooley. We got Karen Mack in the back, and this is Talking Points. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. All right, Noly, you're going to say something smart there, but I cut you off. Amazing. It hadn't come to me, so if I anything, you drifting towards the microphone. Uh, <laughs> but like, so this week's Talking Point is um, we're going to look at have foreign language movies become mainstream in English-speaking pop culture? Like, or even, like, foreign language, kind of, like, even just foreign language movies, but foreign language medium, art forms, you know, like, the a lot, a lot of this focus kind of goes on, you know, the Far East Asia, um, uh, where you look at, the, like, uh, J-horror or K-pop or K-horror or all these things that have been from Japan oh, absolutely, and yeah. South Korea and how they have not only become popularized in Western culture, but they've become megastars. Like a lot of these like yeah. the content creators or the uh, the content they've created themselves. So, do you think that, that it's a fair question to ask? And do you think uh, that this is another show of force from fans that a lot of the medium or a lot of the kind of um, content that we ingest has become dated or tropish or regurgitated? Formulaic. Yeah, formulaic. Although tr- tropish is another way of saying it, but it's 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 extremely. And I do I I remember just kind of a, a funny little anecdote by John Oliver when he was on I don't know one of the Jimmys or you know Colbert or something like that. But they had Blackpink, I think they're called or something, yeah. or K pop band. And he was like, oh, I showed up, and it was like, wow, people are really excited to see me. But no, it was thousands of people who would showed up like insanely to see this K pop band. So there were, there were all of a sudden it's not. When you're on Netflix now, it's no longer such a scary thing to see like that. Wait, those aren't Western names. Yeah. They, they look like Russian names. Sputnik was f- one of the most phenomenal mm. horror films I've seen in the last couple of years. Um, it, it doesn't... We've seen so... Hollywood is kind of regurgitated. Don't get me wrong. It's got a lot right, but it's been regurgitating so mm. much that now I just kind of go like, yes, you know what? I will watch this show yeah. and I will watch this and... I, I always had, but I definitely I definitely do it more. And Parasite winning an Oscar yeah. definitely kind of set this ripple effect. I think around the world yeah. where people are like, just go for it. Don't don't go to Hollywood and try and westernize it. Go for yeah, it. Even like uh, the likes of uh, is it Bung John Ho that did Parasite? He directed Snowpiercer, even though that's an English speaking movie. Aesthetically, it looked quite Asian, and uh, the way they brought the futuristic aspects of the movie to life, kind of like animation, nearly like. Um, but like it's it's just I, I, like I think nowadays when you have all these people that have grown up in manga and anime like yourself, not just not so much me, but uh, that they're more open to these kind of different versions or these forms of entertainment. And like we we yes. don't mind, uh, especially horror fans, we don't mind sitting through a, like a Japanese horror if it's subtitled, or Korean horror if it's subtitled, no. or Indonesian or Thailand or all these cool uh, countries that come up with all this really cool horror content for years and years and years they've done it. And we're kind of more ingratiated into this kind of circle that when a foreign language movie comes up, we just go, what's the story like? We don't even think about, is it from Korea is it from Japan or like if you do is it good yeah, is it good exactly so I think like a lot of horror yeah. fans because we've grown up with K-horror or J-horror or we've grown up with this kind of low budget horror from kind of Central Asia or whatever that when it came to the likes of a Squid Game or a Parasite or a Train to Busan or like you know I, I even go back a little bit further the host when it came to these movies and they came a bit more mainstream we were there from day one because in the same way we would be with a good foreign language horror we just look at the story we don't care who's telling the story or who's in the story or like what way it's portrayed. We just want it to be good. And like, and I think that's why a lot of horror fans are probably a lot more kind of um, open-minded 
when it comes in. Yeah, it was an easier transition, I think, for horror fans because the grudge, the eye, and, and films like that, the ring, were all these like absolute must like. If you were talking to somebody about horror movies, they go, oh, have you have you seen it? Have you seen yeah. it? Because these are some of the best horror films I've seen. And when it got a lot of these films got westernized to various amounts of success, yeah. you would say that no, I actually preferred the original yeah. version. And there is something about that western for like it's not just that something being in a foreign language is less scary to you now that you have to read subtitles. It's also uh, works both ways where something that's Americanized, you're kind of going, I feel like I've seen this yeah, before. Because you have. And we have been mm-hmm. spoiled. By, and yeah. you have. And we've been spoiled by Hollywood. I mean, you know, I've, I've been entertained thousands and th- tens yeah. of thousands of hours of my life. But that just mean I, when I start seeing a lot of the same film over and over again, it's why I don't watch rom-coms. It's why I don't watch a lot of American comedy films. Yeah. Is because I find them to be extremely formulaic. Yeah. So when something like a parasite or something like a squid game comes along, I'm just thinking more please. Yeah, just, just something different. Don't care. Just something different, isn't it? Something truly. And I also find people are kind of daunted by subtitles. Although uh, Carol brought this yeah. up on that in the back. Dubbing is is a crime. Yeah, <laughs> usually. I, I there was some show that a friend of mine was telling me, um, shout out Seamus that I should watch only for the bad dubbing. I think it was as a German yeah. show. But they had like somebody from Wales and uh, somebody uh, in America uh, and South Africa. And they all like grew up together in the same neighborhood, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, and uh, you know it just it, it was absolutely insane. But I, I do think when you're reading subtitles for a while, you kind of forget that you yeah, are you get immersed in the story. You, you, like you get immersed in the yeah. story and you're just kind of they bounce down to the bottom of the screen and back up. And yeah, it's like reading a comic book. Interested. You read the script and then you take in the visuals. Like it's it's very yeah. easy to do. Like well, you know, English speaking people have been so spoiled for so long that I've I've I, I've been to. I used to live in Vienna for a brief period of time, and a guy from Serbia. I asked him why his English is so good. He goes, "We don't dub our TV, and a lot of our entertainment is Western." Yeah. So I've just been reading reading words against um I, I, you know against what I'm yeah. hearing. Uh, I've been reading Serbian words or whatever. You contextualize them and you create, and he contextualize, and he doesn't even know he's doing it. They're like a child learning language. Yeah. He doesn't know he's doing it. He suddenly also that's the word for father, and that's the word for yeah, kitchen. That's I, the word for absolutely anything. He nearly can do. almost any Spanish that I know is from watching Spanish shows, and then you see the repetitions of certain words in the subtitles to what you yes. hear, and then you're like, oh, that means this, and this means this. Like, that must be yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like you know, so. Uh, but it's we were so spoiled for so long. These people can learn yeah. entire languages, but we know all of our entertainment came yeah. westernized. So we we were almost afraid, or we f- were above it, and then they said, "But what about this undeniably good show?" Yeah. And you kind of go, "Fair." Yeah, fair. I think <laughs> though, like when it comes to horror, when you do dub it or you do westernize it, if it's like uh, from an Eastern culture, or like, you know, if you like, if it's from Russia or something, you make an Americanized version or whatever, that I think you lose some of that cultural impact. In, in the translation almost yes. like in the same with, same yeah. way dubbing remaking it just you don't catch like it, when you dub something you lose out on those little idio, um, idiosyncrasies the you know the, the what's the word I'm looking for um, when you speak uh, idiots yeah, the, like uh, colloquial metaphors yeah, yeah like, they weren't the words colloquial <laughs> they're way fancier than what I was going for uh, <laughs> but you know uh, but you know when someone speaks the, the, the kind of the pattern their speech patterns uh, it's not the word I was yeah. thinking of, but it's close to. It. But like, so like, they, they, just there when someone's conveying an emotion and the way they do it on screen, in the way a Cockney would, or in the way, yeah, exactly. Somebody, like you know, it's just yeah, those yeah. certain things that don't translate if you dub it or the story itself. Maybe because it's rooted so deeply in the culture that in, it came from originally, doesn't translate like a grudge. 
or a Ringu. Like, you know, at these, indeed, you, you translate yeah. these moves over and you try to westernize them or you put an American girl there. It doesn't have the same effect because she no. isn't um, growing up or she's not as well rooted in the the legend, the lore, the metaphors. Like, if I put, yeah. I got a Banshee story and put an American there, it wouldn't make much sense because mm. it wouldn't have the same sort of uh, scare factor as it would to an Irish person yeah. because we're so rooted in the tales of Banshees. Uh, yeah, and, and you can't get away from lore. Lore yeah. is lore. It, it is it's established a, it's, and it's been established exactly. for hundreds of years. And you kind of go like, no, let's just, okay, well, we need to make it and we need, it needs to be based in LA yeah. and it needs to be, well, then we can't use this. We can't use this. Look, the quickest and easiest way to do yeah. this is so to do this. And now it has to be in lost. Tokyo in the middle of Los Angeles, like instead of being in Tokyo. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, oh, no, no, now we're going to have to have a foreign exchange student go to Japan. Like, like, come on! Like, seriously, could you pick any more of an American-looking person than Sarah Michelle Gellar? Like, in all fairness, no, no, you really, really could. Like, they could have. She was an all-American. They girl. could easily made that story with an Asian actor and had her go back. Then, even like, it's like, oh, I'm going to visit my uncle for the summer or some shit. But here's the thing: it's not Hollywood's fault; it's our fault. Because they'll only ever do what we want them to. They'll only ever do what they think we want. Yeah. And if it makes money, then they, that's they must think that's what we want. And now, when suddenly, like in the last, you think about the last two years. It's the reason we were having this conversation. We can talk about all these classic films that broke through. Yeah. Again, you could talk about Ring, but we had Squid Game and we had Parasite in the last couple of years, and we've had Train to Busan, yeah. and we've had yeah, these these films like breaking through. And now Hashtag it feels like something that definitely. De- definitely has never happened like it's not that it's never happened yeah. but well a, an oscar speaks for itself but now it's like wow it is have you got competition and i'm so i think yes and i'm so grateful yeah. for it because i want hollywood on its toes i think it's funny because uh we are speaking about the uniqueness of korean cinema in particular at the moment and a lot of it if you look at korean culture in itself is actually taking a lot of its cues from american culture so yeah. like, and it's probably very typical for them. Yeah. Like, it's not like we know what's we only know what we've uh, absorbed an awful lot yeah. of, and that's American. Yeah, and well, like that's the thing. Yeah, so like I think uh, because uh, that's why I mentioned horror fans in particular going because when, when you're a horror fan, you become a horror junkie, so you start looking for all these different ways of uh, getting scared because you're chasing that scare dragon. Yeah. So that's why you, sucking dicks for yeah, scares, sucking yeah. dicks for scares, and just like I want them scares all over my face, but um, so <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, eventually yeah. what happens is you run out of content for whatever uh, subgenre you're searching in or whatever fucking era you're looking at, and you end up venturing into foreign language uh, iterations from that time or what that subgenre. And that's what I mentioned about horror people or horror fans in the same way manga and anime fans have gone in search for this content, no matter the language or no matter the culture or country you came from. Um, but like it, it just, we looked at it and we're like, okay, we need more scares. Or if you're a manga fan or an anime fan, I just need to see more cool shit. I don't care if it comes from yeah. Japan. I don't care if it comes from Korea or whatever. And then you start branching yes. out further and further and further. And to you, it seems like an everyday thing when you like, and people go to you like, "Oh, Squid Game, you heard that?" And then when you hear someone say it to you that would never watch these films in a million years, then you know, oh, that's mainstream now, because it's like that show. What's it called? Um, Heist or something. The or that in, is it an Indian show, um, Bank Heist or something. It, never watched. Yeah, it, but I it's like it's like a cultural fucking juggernaut and like. A lot of people watch it. I've never watched it, but like, it's that kind of thing where you're seeing now because of streaming services, 
that more and more people um, are... Yeah, the world's small, man. Yeah. The world is small now. It really They're being is. exposed, though, more because it's there in front of them, whereas they wouldn't seek it out, is what I mean. Like, you know, whereas we, when people yeah. that, like, if you're a horror fan or a comic fan, you're always looking for new content, new ways of chasing that dragon. But if you're just a mainstream casual fan of movies or TV series, you won't seek out a Korean show. But if it comes up, you see a trailer, you might overlook the fact that, you know, like, well, I've never seen a Korean show, but it sounds interesting. And if you ask that question, it sounds interesting. Oftentimes you go and watch it, at least some of it, like, you know. Yeah. And that's why we're sitting here. We're actually even having this conversation. I, I, I just think that while there's been a plateau in the Western world, mm-hmm. in my in my humble view, yeah. um, uh, that there has been a raising of your game. Again, when we sat down and me and you did probably a, almost a year ago now, we did um, Sputnik. And I was, I heard good things read good things, said, right, I watch it, but I was expecting a pretty low bar in terms of special effects, because that's what I had been exposed yeah. to before. It was like, yeah, they can do this, they can do this, but they can't hit Hollywood. Then I was like, wow, the special effects were absolutely spectacular. The acting was absolutely spectacular. The story was spectacular, and the execution was spectacular. Yeah. And I just walked away going, well, that was actually a great film. Yeah. Like a great film. And I don't say that about many films. Uh, not, not that they're truly great, you know. And I was kind of going, that, yeah, that's what I want from a horror yeah. film. And Russia did it. Yeah. And now I just realized that maybe, yeah, now maybe the way, because don't forget, like, obviously, special effects, everything comes along and it becomes more accessible. Yeah. And maybe you can do it on a lesser budget because obviously Hollywood can't be competed with for budgets and exposure. I, I think it's the case, like though, of like you nearly have seen every single scenario that can happen in America in terms of horror. But when you look at like a Sputnik, you're like, oh, what's it like if you have an alien movie that's quite similar to Venom, but yeah. happened in Soviet era Russia, where the levels of secrecy were like next to none, maybe or maybe yes. Mao level, Mao era China or something, you know that kind of thing. That's it. Because America can give you the fiction of what if the Nazis won the war yeah. and can give you a show, but like this is actually would have been behind the Iron Curtain, yeah. and it's and that's so fascinating. And it's directed to me. by a person that probably grew up in Soviet era Russia and knew absolutely. You know what I mean? But this is and and the, and the, the complete twist on that, like the, the polarity of that, is like even when I was a kid, and I mean a kid, I used to like go up to my grands a lot, and she used to love watching old films, mm. and I I always got annoyed by the Nazis being just speaking with German accents, yeah. bad German yeah. accents, and I was like, I could read. Like I'm, I'm just ten or eleven, twelve, and I, I could uh, just put it up in the screen. I'll read it. Yeah. I don't know the language, but I'll read it, yeah. and then go back to the other guys. I, I remember even being that young and just being completely taken out because there's no way that behind enemy lines, under fire, that you decided this is the time that I'm going to practice. My yeah. English. yeah, there's no fucking way. Like, you know? yeah. And I wonder if there's many Russian. I haven't seen enough Russian. I imagine there's many Russian films and there's somebody going like, "I'll have a non dairy cream." <laughs> In Russian, (laughs) (laughs) and instead of comrade, they say chum or something like that. Like, Um, yeah, no, I I think like what people are seeing, like people are looking at now, is just uh, we're fed up with the reboot, the remake, the sequel, the expansion, the adaptation, all these Uh, things. Origin story, we're sick of the origin story, you know. And I just think that, like, even if something is crafted in something that's similar to what we already know like we mentioned Sputnik being quite similar to Venom in a lot of ways heroic astronaut goes on a mission comes brings an alien parasite back with him pretty much identical to Venom except that it's what happens if Venom said during Soviet era Russia it's just like a big what if and that's what I think like a lot of these uh, a lot of horror from around the world can offer us something new because well I would love to see I'd love to see more German horror set back during the time of the Nazis 
and how they would per- perceive the threat during the Nazi era Germany yeah. and stuff like that. Because it's very e- easy or it's very, I don't know, not, maybe very easy or very common or whatever. It's just a very, like, when you're looking at something from the outside in, it's very it's very um, easy for us to perceive it in a way that we want it to be. Like, you know, that kind yes. of way. So, but, or imagine it to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, but uh, like yeah. to have it kind of crafted in a real world way, in a way that we can understand, like a Ringu or Grudge and what those mythologies have that are based definitely in Japanese culture that like we wouldn't have an understanding of them. Even if we read it from a book or whatever, if we looked at it from the outside, we were like, oh, they probably think it's this, but they know like it's like a nighttime story. It's like the boogeyman. It's like when you're a kid, there's no one not scared you as much as the boogeyman. And like in every kind of version has their own book, every kind of culture around the world has their own boogeyman. But the way we perceive that boogeyman is completely different. So, like your boogeyman and my boogeyman might have similar uh, similarities, but uh, but like yeah, no, you're right. But the way we perceive it because but, of the we grow up, to, in. To bring a child to a child therapist and say describe him and have that person draw yeah. it, and you will have a completely completely different renderings, yeah. absolutely across the board. Yeah, but it's great. Like you're saying, like if this if somebody from behind the Iron Curtain meds Sputnik. Yeah. Then there's something so authentic that just translates instantly. Yeah, to exactly. You. That's the thing. Like you know, and. It, and and no matter how great an American director is, they mightn't be able to capture that. And that's not their fault. It's because it's not their experience, and it's not something they can learn in school. And it's not quite something you can read. Somebody who got it, like who was absolutely there. It's experience versus book knowledge, yeah. and somebody can who has both. Yeah, exactly. Can go and make a better version than you. And I'm sorry, Mr. Spielberg, and I'm sorry, Mr. Whoever. He just simply can't. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It just it, and there's something there's that X factor. That's the thing you can't put a name on. You feel yeah. it when you're watching something. It's like when you watch the hole in the ground. Lee Cronin, an Irish man, grew up at the. Everybody yeah. knows about the the change in lore in Ireland. That like even Absolutely. though it's not foreign language, that like it takes an Irish man oftentimes to tell that story correctly because we were growing up. We sorry, we grew up with that kind of like that lore. It's like the, I mentioned with the Banshee. So if you want to talk to me about, I think it's a. Uh, the Japanese version of zombies, like they call it Gangzu or something. It's like it comes from a Chinese word or something. So if you want to talk to me about that, like for me, like Noel, you know about certain things that I'm planning, but like for me, looking out, I'm going to have a different uh, idea completely of someone that grew up in Japan or grew up in China with that mythology. Uh, it, it kind of, I don't know. It's just I just think sometimes when you're bathed in something that you come up with this t- total different perception of something because even though it's lore or m- like myth- mythology, you remember being scared enough about it as a kid that when it... You remember your grandmother literally telling yeah. you a scary story and if you didn't do this by this time, they co- somebody yeah. would come and take your voice away yeah, or, or something like yeah. that. So when we were kids been told that the wind comb. would change directions and her- yeah, I mean, you see a comb, I was. It's a Banshee's comb and shit like that. Like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's shit that me and you know. Just the shit that people... Shit that we kids, older kids, yeah. told us that we took on board. Again, and you said about the Banshee's comb. Or that death was near yeah. if you heard them cry. Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. Is, I grew up in that shit. Like. If you get scared enough by something as a kid, then no matter how stupid it seems, it will always leave a residue on you as an adult. Yeah. And you will perceive your horror or their horror that you're speaking of a totally different way than someone that comes upon it when they're an adult because they've never been scared about it or never been scared by it when they're in their formative years. So they're going to be like, that's not stupid. But you're like, yeah, but when I was six, uh, you yeah, know what I mean? When I was six. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you know what else? Everything about being six is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah you know what I mean? Like, know. So when you go into these different cultures and they have these different lores, 
that they've been scared by these things, these creatures, these stories all their lives. So when they tell these stories as adults uh, and when they're adults, it resonates more because they've had that fear with them. But when we're, um, what's the word look for? When we're kind of like uh, exposed to it later on, it's not as scary to us. And even to try no. translating in the same way would probably not be as scary as it would be if yeah. it was told by someone that was uh, in, uh, in of course, because there's no no matter no matter how great the storytelling is, it's it's simply it's a simply a case of time. It was introduced to you as a man in his thirties, it was introduced to you as a man in his twenties, ninety. It doesn't there. That's when it became real for you. And I do think if something can tap you in your informative years. Yeah. Again, I don't think an American director could could could, could tell a banshee story. Yeah, unless he grew up in Ireland. Unless he grew up yeah. in Ireland. Now, and I think he could make one, it could be a good film, but I'm just saying like that the authentic, authenticity that even when you don't know yeah. Even when you don't know, it bleeds into it that the person yeah. who directed this. When I was watching Saber Private Ryan, I didn't realize that film hit me so hard when I watched yeah. it. And I watched it again and I watched it again and I obsessed about it so much that I started watching documentaries and behind the behind the scenes kind of stuff. And you realize that Steven Spielberg would, would grew up uh, like, you know, in a Jewish family and it was just had a huge appreciation yeah. for the absolute like the true evil of yeah, a war it's a and generation also, like, away from the, the holocaust only, like. exactly and also the actual horrors of war like nobody rambled in saving private yeah. rain they didn't survive they got lucky or they were smart or whatever yeah. but nobody rambled nobody yeah. it was horrible and it was evil and and it was human and it was absolutely barbaric but that but that just led across now i have no idea what that experience must be like i have no idea yeah. but when i was watching it i felt the authenticity yeah just fucking felt it and that's the thing i cannot put a word on yeah. you could say genuine you could say all these things but i just don't think that there is a word that just like chef's kiss i just don't have that word yeah. um but there is of course and i think that's why a lot of people you're, you're watching these kind of quite formulaic horror films that have been thrown out uh bitchy fucking daughter that that's yeah, easily 26 who didn't want to leave her friends the fresh start yeah. the haunted house the kid the young the kid who's too young to be believed but understands things yeah. first you know all this i'm so sick of it and then i watch something like a Par- parasite or i watch something like uh, a sputnik yeah uh, a squid game know, a, a squid game and, and you kind of go wow you know or what? trained these, Busan. these people and they're exactly even the way people like i i learned a bit about like korean death like that they gambling that like, yeah the what life would be like for somebody there it just felt new it felt like undiscovered yeah exactly yeah now i just want more of it and i feel like that's a bigger conversation now than it's ever yeah and i think like when you look at like it kind of shows that like what we said that when you break down all the reasons why foreign language shows or foreign language movies are becoming more mainstream in air quotes because like you know, it's a mainstream to us that, like, you know what I mean? So it's because we've realized that a lot of these films or a lot of these shows don't necessarily translate well when they're westernized or when they're uh, dubbed or whatever. And that the oh, best the best way to view these things is to actually delve deep into the original culture, into the source material. Look at what the original creators had in mind for this story for the set of circumstances one to suffer its characters and that's why a squid game no matter if you want to throw 20 american remakes at it it's never going to hit you in the same way as the original did that's why if you want it i think there's going to be a train to new york an americanized version of train to busan it's not going to hit you in the same way because it was just so new and so different when you hit when train to busan because you look at like a place like uh, korea that is really overpopulated so if, like a zombie
zombie uh, apocalypse happened, you would have a lot of people very close by in your center. It would be mad. Yeah, exactly. It would be mad. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just yeah. gives you that sense. It'd be kind of like if a zombie apocalypse happened in Hong Kong, just everything's so crammed together, you know, that kind of thing. So I just think, like, when you look at, when you weigh up all the evidence that people are starting to realize, what a lot of horror fans or a lot of comic fans have realized from the get go for a long time now, is that to really enjoy these to the highest of their potential is you have to look at the original interpretation of them by the original creators yes. because they're the ones that had the original vision, the original mindset. You might actually enjoy the Western one even more about. if you just have enough that, yeah. Sorry, you froze there for a second. I completely agree because, yeah, so, so did you, yeah. yeah. But I, I also think that you could even go and watch the American one and see, ah, I see what they went for. Yeah. They went they, they went for more of the, You actually end up... Yeah, even if you don't end up liking it as much, I, I um, you kind of go, yeah, okay, yeah. I see what they did, but there was there was something there. There is a uniqueness to to it, but I'm glad that the conversation's happening now because we all had like ten or twelve foreign movie films. Like, I mean, don't forget, like they're not all like really deep horror film. Like Shaun of the Dead exploded yeah. around the yeah. world. Everyone Com- loved it. Completely so English. undeniably, completely mm. English ridiculous like the cornetto thing it's, it was actually even just sitting there as you know somebody who's just across the the, the pond is it's it, we, we know the, in, england is not an unknown thing to us so we know that it's so yeah. re, absolutely smacks of it like we're waiting out down in the pub not unknown to us because of all the invasions the invasions because of the invasions because of the invasions if we say it under because they occupied us for nearly a millennium because of the famine Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, blight, blight. <laughs> <laughs> Winking over a podcast. <laughs> it's become a radio play. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It was, it's smart. But I think people love that. Yeah. I think people love the fact. And that's why, um, with like the take, uh, a lot of Americans have tried to hit English shows, and the English humor is so insularly English that they try and take everything about the in betweeners that makes it great and just plop it in America, and it doesn't exactly, work. yeah. And it's not that English people are more funny than American people. It's not, it's nothing like that. You've just taken something that is so that and tried to make it it's, that, and it's just it's like, not the same thing. With the U.S. office, didn't try and make the office. Yeah. They kind of just took the whole concept of a yeah of a fly in the wall documentary about an everyday life at an office. That's yeah. it. That's all they took. They took that concept and they tried did their own thing. They, that's why that worked. Isn't it kind that's of why like that was spectacular. If you eat Chinese food in Ireland, it's going to taste completely different than the Chinese food you get in Beijing. Oh yeah, yeah you know that kind of way because the palates that are created are completely different, uh, like completely different tastes and flavors. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, they'd probably call it fast food. What we're yeah, getting, you, you know, know what I mean. mean? Like, you know, even so, that's kind of like absolutely. the way it is with with movies or TV shows. That no matter how you taste the food, your palate is completely different. So if you try to remake that, oftentimes you're going to end up using ingredients that you're more accustomed to than what was originally from the 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 from the original recipe. So like a lot of times when movies are remade you don't carry over the same cultural idioms or whatever because you're going to revert back to type or you're going to revert back to these tropes that you grew up with. So when you do remake yeah. a, a movie, no matter where it comes from, you're going to always give it this little American twang if you're an American. If, revert to type. Yeah, you can't help yeah, it. If, you are, if you're going to give it an Irish taste, if you're going to remake it in Ireland, same in England, America, all around the world. Like So I think what people are starting to understand now is that sometimes the best way to enjoy something is just to enjoy it for what it was originally, 
and not constantly exactly. keep looking for it to be remade in a way that better yeah. suits your palate. You know that kind of. Way. You didn't need an American in betweeners. Go watch in betweeners. Yeah, exactly. it's fine. It's in. The, it's in your yeah, mother tongue. It exists. It's it's absolutely yeah, it fine. Exists, like, you know what new. I mean? It's abs- Yeah, and they tried to do it with like Red Dwarf. Yeah. Of course, that was like the one of the worst things I've ever seen, and they literally took the same script and just did it with Americans, yeah. but it just did it did not work. And again, it's not about Americans or English people. No, it's not about anybody being yeah. funnier. It's about what fucking works. Yeah, exactly. Just don't. It's about how it was created. And there's nothing wrong. Who it was created. But imagine that that was so westernized that Americans, a lot of Americans, might have even watched something just because it's English. They would have liked to just seen it through the lens of an American. Yeah. And now people are just a little bit more experimental. And I, for one, applaud it, man. I think it's brilliant. I was trying to drink some water and nothing came out. But, um, yeah, no, I think, like, that that's the thing. Like, people are just now, because of streaming and because of the internet and because of YouTube and because of the way cultures have kind of melded more and meshed around the world, that people now are ingesting and digesting things that are completely different than what they would have done 10 years ago or five years ago. And it's awesome because now we're getting to see these creators make stuff not having to worry about when the American remake is going to be made that a wider audience is actually going to see their story in a bastardized version. But now we're getting to see the stuff yeah. that's original. We're getting to see it in the way that it was intended to be seen. And it, I think we're all going to benefit because you're going to see a hashtag alive. Yeah. You're going to see Trent Busan, the host, Squid Game, uh, Parasite. You're going to see all these awesome things and you're not going to have to wait 10 years to see a, like a diluted version of it. You never had to. And that's the that's thing. The you thing. also realize yeah, exactly, that. Yeah. Never had so, to. Like, it was never, yeah, and it was, and I, 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 one of the things, it's a very negative time, I think, in the world right now, one of the things I absolutely applaud is that we just got a little bit more experimental, that we got a little bit outside of our comfort yeah. zone, yeah. Uh, that we want to see what it's like living in, in, in modern Korea, yeah. that we want to see what it's like living in, in 1980s Russia, I just, I love it, I'm down for all of it. It, I, I think and I think it lends scope I think it lends scope for people's storytelling like you were right now trying to absorb as much eastern yeah. um, history as yeah, you absolutely yeah. can well isn't I'm it great like that there is actually Japan right now exactly but isn't it great that there's actual like actual context actual stuff that you can look yeah. at that's that's becoming more mainstream that you can learn from yeah. And again, I, we both agree that this doesn't make you like somebody who understands what it's like to have grown up during the 1990s in China or yeah. something like that. It doesn't, but it, it, it but it's accessible. It gives you the understanding. And you're learning. It gives you the understanding through the perception that you need to understand the person that lived in that time or the person that grew up in that time. Yes. And not about how you perceive things. It's not... It, as we said, there's one thing looking out uh, inward from the outward, but if you can try and see a story through a character's eyes that's experiencing it in the way that they experience it, like and that's completely different in the way you can experience that situation, then that's why I think foreign language movies are important. Storytelling. And storytelling. Yeah. It's yeah. the way you can perceive the world through their eyes and get a completely different understanding of their environment, you know. So, And I think people are starting to see that now, and that's why we're seeing more mainstream uh, appeal, more, more, more mainstream love. For foreign language content and a whole, like long may continue do you applaud it are you, yeah, oh, are you 100%, for it because as i said like i've been watching asian movies since i was like 14 or something like in search of new horror so like you know that's just the way i've been so it's not it's it's second nature to me i watch spanish language shows the whole time narco is like um i watched that show recently about el chapo uh like so like i'm like as long as the story is good i don't give a fuck what what language is behind the subtitles because I'd read the subtitles, I'd be engrossed by the story if it's good enough. And as I said to you, it's like comic books. You read the script, you look at the visuals, and then you enjoy the story in the exact same way. Yes, absolutely. And, it, you know, even just before we sign out, I just wanted to say one thing. It's definitely on a lighter note. But I even, 
I've become so westernized in all of my entertainment. Anytime I, I was watching a few Irish films recently and hearing somebody on screen with a genuine Irish accent, yeah. even though they sound exactly like me, was bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even hear the American. Like if I'm talking to an American, yeah, if I'm talking to an American, I hear the accent quite dramatically. Yeah. It's there. It's very obvious. But when I'm watching something, I've got so many thousands of umpteen yeah. thousands of hours built into my brain of that's what people sound like when I look at them on the TV. Yeah. That hearing an Irish accent, hearing somebody like uh, Brendan Sheaton, who was born like you know less than a mile from my home, uh, speaking is just a little bit odd to yeah. me. You know what I mean? It's 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 so strange. And uh, I, I do. I just, I, I, I'm grand that I, I'm really glad that we're expanding her horizons. I think I'll, that'll be the last point. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Like, uh, like expanding your horizons is the fucking best thing to do. Like, and especially because, as I said, you don't have to wait five or ten years to see a bastardized, diluted version of the original source material. That it's just going to lead you back to the original source material anyway. That you could have watched well beforehand if you just had a little bit of an open mind and weren't afraid to watch something yes. with a subtitle. You know what I mean? Like, you're looking at, you're looking at twenty twenty five. 2026 and it's been waiting for you yeah and a better version so, yeah yeah the version yeah and a better the version, version that was so like, good I mean, that you decided to remake you've been cheating it. yourself yeah, it's, it's not exactly. the, it's not the, the crazy you know thing, so you know. yeah before we get the fuck out here noel are you for this fucking wave of uh foreign language movies and tv shows i wish i wish it was comes as aggressive and as hard as it possible <laughs> you made that sound kind of sexual but um <laughs> and I meant to. <laughs> um yeah no I'm, I'm the same so hopefully we get to see loads more stuff unfortunately we're going to see a squid game season two which i think is going to ruin squid game season uh, it's going to be i actually um, completely yeah, agree so i think it's such so a hopefully now anyway. we don't see the same um shitty ideas or just, not shitty ideas but the same shitty um traits going forward hopefully uh, if they are successful they keep making new things and i'll keep expanding on something yes. already there so all i'm saying is absolutely hopefully because foreign language things um uh, content becomes more mainstream that people be um exposed to better or different types of storytelling but hopefully those storytellers don't fall into the same traps that western night cinema oh. that's all i'm going to say oh, do you want to so, uh, excellent so, uh, i'm your host vincent green I'm your host, Alton Tui. Mac in the back, and that was Talking Pints. And uh, we'll see you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Ciao. <laughs> <Yow>. <laughs> <laughs>